Today is Father's Day and uh, I would like to talk about a father and I would like to model this from our father Abraham. Praise the Lord. We all know that Abraham is our father, isn't it? Father Abraham, those of you that uh, went to Sunday school or whatever you sang, Father Abraham, Father Abraham has many sons and, and, yeah, and you are one of them. And so, so let us do what? Praise the Lord. Paul, can you help us? Just come quickly. Look like you are the latest in Sunday school. Let's sing that one. Father Abraham had many sons, had many sons. So Father Abraham, I am one of them and so are you. So let us praise the Lord. Right hand. Father Abraham had many sons, had many sons. So Father Abraham, I am one of them. And so are you, so let us praise the Lord. Thank you, thank you, Paul. Thank you, Paul. You, I, you could see those that never, not never went to, to Sunday school. Yeah, two things. They never either paid attention or they went to Sunday school before they started teaching that song. <laughs> like Mr. Karato and myself. You can be sure, to be honest, in our Sunday school, those days, Father Abraham was not being taught because we were being taught in, in vernacular. So those, those modern, interesting songs were not in the village for those of us that were born in the village. But we thank God. So today, allow me to read a scripture very quickly. Galatians chapter 3, this is what it says. Just as Abraham believed God and it was counted to him as righteousness, know then that it is those of faith who are the sons of Abraham. And the scripture foreseeing that God would justify the Gentiles by faith, preached the gospel beforehand to Abraham, saying, In you shall all the nations be blessed. So then those who are of faith are blessed along with Abraham the father of faith. Praise the Lord. Remember I said we are modeling ourselves with Abraham who is the father of faith and the scripture that I have just read especially verse 9 says, says so then those who are of faith are blessed along with Abraham who is the father of faith. And I thank God that, um, we, that, that we, we although we are not Jews the Bible is very clear. Verse 8 says, And the scripture for us seeing that God would justify the Gentiles, and the Gentiles are the non-Jews, by faith preached the gospel beforehand, even to Abraham, saying, In you shall all nations be blessed. In other words, all of us who believed in Jesus, we are part of Abraham. We are children of Abraham. And through Abraham, we are blessed. Amen? So fathers in the house, you are being modeled. So you, your father Abraham believed God. And because he believed God, the Bible says it was credited to him as righteousness by God. And remember Abraham was not necessarily, a, a, I mean from the beginning he was not a believer. But God called him from the wool of the Chaldeans. And the Bible says he was told, leave your people, I'll show you where to go. I'm just paraphrasing because we don't have time. And Abraham, the Bible says, he loves his people. 
Unfortunately for him, he did not hear God's instructions very well. He carried with him some of his relatives. And that delayed the purposes of God. But that's not the sermon for today. Still Abraham believed God and Abraham was blessed. Amen? And through Abraham, we have been blessed in Christ Jesus. That's what the Bible says. So then those who are of faith are blessed along with Abraham, the man of faith. Allow me to go to the Hebrews of, um, the book of Hebrews. Hebrews chapter 11 from verse 8. By faith Abraham obeyed when he was called to go out, of, out to a place that he was to receive as an inheritance. And he went out not knowing where he was going. Like that. He went out not knowing where he was going. By faith he went to live in the land of promise as in a foreign land, living in tents with Isaac and Jacob, heirs with him of the same promise. For he was looking forward to a city that has foundation, whose designer and builder is God. I like that part of, 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 of that. For he was looking, the Bible says, he was looking forward for a city that has foundation, whose designer and builder is God. And for that, he lived in tents. He never lived in a permanent home. It is recorded that Abraham is one of the richest men that ever lived on earth. He had a lot of wealth. Probably, if it was today, I don't know he would be equated to who. Because he did not even build it. Or uh, not even Lockferra. Because Abraham was blessed by God. And Abraham was rich. But isn't it amazing that this man who had everything chose to live in tents. And not just him. He also told his children, Isaac and even Jacob, you live in tents until such a time we will fight, we will have found the city. The Bible says, he was looking, verse 13, for he was looking forward to the city with foundations whose architect and builder is God. Abraham had everything for himself. But there is one thing that Abraham knew. For him to settle and to be complete, to say that now I have everything that I need and I can settle, he needed to find a place whose designer, whose foundations is not based on humanity, but God. And Abraham was looking forward to that. And therefore he was never settled. I want to challenge us today. Praise the Lord. As fathers, as we bring up our children, do we have, let me even call it a city, or a destination? Is there a place that we are looking forward to? Is there, is there something that you can sit and tell your children until this is done? We are not settled. Praise the Lord. I know many of us have ideas, have plans. There is what we want to leave behind to our children. 
We have a legacy that we would like to leave behind. But the question that I need to ask us, what is it? Are we as wise as Abraham? Who when he looked forward with his spiritual eyes, he saw a city whose foundations and designer or architect is not man, but God. And he looked forward to that. If you look at the same scriptures, I mean, uh, the, the same uh, chapter 11, verse 13 says, that chapter, I know you have read it, if you have not read it, it's normally famous uh, where the the men or the women of faith are arrested in the scriptures. But the Bible says, these all died, referring to the men and women of faith listed there. These all died in faith, not having received the things promised, but having seen them and greeted them from afar and having acknowledged that they were strangers and exiles on the earth, for people who speak thus make it clear that they are seeking a homeland. If they had been thinking of that land from which they had gone out, they would not have had no opportunity to return. But as it is, they desire a better country that is a heavenly one. Therefore, God is not ashamed to be called their God, for he has prepared for them a city. In other words, what these people, including our father Abraham, they all look forward to a city that is not earthly. They all look forward to a city that is built by God, to a place of eternity where they can rest although they had wonderful promises. Praise the Lord. They died waiting and looking forward. But I want to announce to us today, they were looking forward for the coming of the Lord, for the revelation of Christ, who is the founder, or rather the builder, of everything that we see here on earth, and even those things that are invisible, as it is stated in, the, in Colossians, they were looking forward for that. Christ had not been revealed to them yet. But in their spirit they could perceive there is something that is coming. And the Bible says they all died looking forward to that. Today you and I are privileged. We live in the dispensation where Christ has already visited the earth. And Christ has not only visited the earth. Now he lives in you. And he lives in me. Amen. We can be able to connect with him. Though there is heaven that is to come. The Bible has taught us. Amen. That we can celebrate. And we can live on earth. And enjoy the blessings. Of heaven while we are still on earth. Because we are in Christ Jesus. Praise the Lord. Today as we celebrate Father's Day. I said we are looking forward. We are looking. We are modeling ourselves with Abraham. 
who is our father. But Abraham would not settle. He chose to live in tents to demonstrate that this earth is not his home. Everything he had was temporary. He was looking forward for a better place. I'd like to speak to us today or submit as Esther would say, would say to us this morning that this world is not our home. The things we have are temporary. There is a better place ahead of us. And that's where we should focus our eye on. We should not be fought, struggling and fighting over possessions on earth or over material gains on earth when others are struggling and fighting and bringing others down. As a child of God, your focus is God. Amen? And you should live on earth satisfied that there is a better place where you are going. That's how Abraham lived on earth. Praise the Lord. And very quickly, I'd like to read five attributes that would make up a good father as ex exemplified by Abraham. A good father respects, honors, and believes in God. A good father, if you all want to write, a good father respects, honors, and believes in God. Abraham was not a high performer or a scholar. He simply believed in God and respected God. He honored him through his obedience in life. And the Bible tells us, because of believing God, that was credited to him as righteousness. It was clear that he had been taught about creator God. All of Abraham's life was one that reflected as an obedient servant of God. We do not know where he learned this. Because his father teller worshipped the sun God. Did not know Jehovah God. Abraham was not brought up in a godly home. Like you and I may have been brought up in a godly home. Abraham had God for the first time when God spoke to him and appeared to him. But he believed. Though he did not know him from his father's household, he believed him and trusted in him. And because of that, the Bible says that was credited to him as righteousness. Fathers, Learn to believe in God. Learn to trust in God. Learn to respect and honor God. If you do that, others will follow you. Others will model. You become their model. Second one, second point. A good father is not perfect. Yes. A good father is not perfect. Abraham made several mistakes, made actually key mistakes. He made very poor decisions. And some of them had dire consequences. One, he allowed his nephew, Lot, to travel with him 
when told to leave his family, that's one of the mistakes he made. He even took his father with him. And he had to wait. God, he had to wait until his father died for God to reveal himself again to him. He lied about Salah, paying his sister. You remember the story when he went to Egypt? Rather than his wife. And he did not just do it once. He did it twice to protect himself from opposition. He forced the offsprings promise. This was even serious. Ishmael born of Hagar. When he and Salah misinterpreted God's promise. Nevertheless, God still accomplishes his purposes with imperfect people who believe. Abraham was not perfect. He believed God, but he was not perfect. He had his own flaws, just like you and I are not perfect. And if you think that you'll ever become perfect, you are wrong. You can never be perfect. As long as you're on earth, you'll never be perfect. We try to be, and we try to do our best. But God knows we have limitations. And I'm not trying to, to say then, then we don't care. We can live anyhow. We can do anything that we, we want to do. The message here is, you cannot be perfect. It's God who perfects you. But what does God look at? God looks at your motive. God looks at what is in your heart. There are mistakes we make in life. And we can pass. God can pass. Not that he will uh, tolerate. But God will look at the motive behind what you, what, that kind of mistake. There are other things, mistakes that we do. And we pay for it. The Lord will forgive us when we repent, yes. But there are consequences. Those are the things that we do. And I said last Sunday, there are sins that are called deliberate sins. Sins that you sit down to plan. That tonight I'm going to do A, B, C, D. Today in the evening, I'll have a drink. I'll go to this pub. I'll sit with so-and-so and we'll have a drink. Today, I'll sleep with so-and-so. Those are called deliberate sins. They are still forgivable. Please hear me. They are forgivable. But they have consequences. Now one of it is what we've just read. Sarah and Abraham conspires, decides, since God's promises have delayed, why don't we help him? And Sarah tells Abraham, hey, take that woman. That was planned. It was not accidental. The consequences is what we suffer even today. The struggles that we are going through between Ishmael and Jacob's children. It was prophesied. It was said. This is what will happen. So let's be careful. Let's avoid deliberate sins. Let's avoid deliberate sins. They have dire consequences. You may not be perfect, but God will still fulfill His promise. Amen? If your heart is for God.
The Bible says Abraham was afraid of God. Despite doing all those things, God still says, it's Esma, my friend. Because he had the heart to believe. Amen? The human nature in him that led him to lie, that had led him to do ABCD. God, being aware of his weaknesses, forgave him. Praise the Lord. Still God is forgiving. You are not perfect. I am not perfect. But God's promises over your life shall be fulfilled if you are in Christ Jesus. Amen? Number three, a good father leads his family. Abraham kept charging forward in leading and directing his family. It was Abraham's responsibility to lead his family. It is your responsibility, Father, to lead your family, to direct your family. It is not, and I repeat, it's not your wife's responsibility to lead the family, to direct the family. It is your responsibility as a father. Some laws will never change. Even if we bring gender equality, even if we go to Beijing or Nairobi or New York or wherever, Abraham's a good father leads his family. Abraham kept charging forward in leading and directing his family. When there was famine, he knew where to take his, his family to, to look for food. It's not Salah who said, let's go to Egypt. No. It's Abraham who now said, let's go to Egypt. Let's go to Abimelech. Let's go to this lad. Let's do ABCD. Man in the house, please hear me and hear me right. Don't think that because we live in a modern world, that Bible has changed. It still remains the way it was written. And it remains responsibility, remains with you as a man. If things go wrong in your house, Praise the Lord. The society will not condemn the woman, even if they know that she's the one that is calling shots. Should that be the case? They will still say that Elder February failed. Praise God, February. Amen? And I mentioned names for you to, to get the message. I'm not saying Elder February is not leading. Praise the Lord. I mention names deliberately at times so that you can get the message. Your wife may be more educated than you. Praise the Lord. And some of them, some of you are. Your wife may be earning more than you are earning. But that doesn't mean that leadership is with her. Leadership is still with you. Praise God. I know women are looking at me, Pastor. The Bible never grows old. It is true. Those laws do not change. They remain. If anything, they are enhanced. They are made stronger by revelations. But they, are ne they never change. Praise the Lord. So take charge of your home. Lead. But when I take you to church, I am not saying 
praise the Lord. You know what I mean. Sisemi uchukue bokora that you rule by the by the whip. No, no, no. That's not what it is. The Bible is very clear in the book of Ephesians. Yeah, it's very clear. The laws have been de- defined. And the Bible says, submit ye to one another. Before it tells the woman to submit, it also says, submit ye to one another. If you want to prosper, there is submission. Amen? There is agreement. There is, there, there is time that we sit and talk and we deliberate. It is not, this is what I have said. And uh, it must be followed. Now, if you try that, my brother, these are, well, although I say it, the Bible does not change, but the society also changes. Yeah? And women have been empowered. And they've also, they are also protected by the law and by the government of the day. So you've got to be aware of that. Those days, they were not protected by the law. But today they are. So you've got to be very careful what we, the, what, how, we, how we lead and how we rule in our homes. Consultation is key. Amen? It's not what you say that carries the day. It is what has been agreed that will carry the day. Amen? And if there is disagreement, wait until there is agreement. It's possible. Patience. When you wait, things change. And pray. And keep asking the Lord. But don't fight over small matters that are destroying families. And some of them are so simple, I hear, that has to do with mannerism. You know? Don't blame the person. Why don't you teach him how to do it? Mufudishe pole pole. Yeah? Praise the Lord. He may not change immediately, but with the time, he will change. And even if he doesn't change, is that something to break your marriage? You cannot be a great fool if that is will break your marriage. Learn to tolerate some things. There are some things that will change, the others that will never, until Jesus come. So you've got to find out which are these ones that cannot change. Amen? Ask Florence. We've been married for that three years. There are still, she's still trying to make me change. To be honest. But I've told you again and again. Sometimes, but I'm improving. I'm trying. I forget. So when you remove things, when you move, remove a thing, learn to return, to return it where you found it. That knife was there. Why didn't you return it where it's supposed to, where it was? By the, by the way, I can't even remember where I took it from. <laughs> and I'm being told to return it where? Praise God. Now, if she's still waiting for me to change. But I'm still changing. Maybe I will one day. But even if I don't, there are a lot of other things that I've 
changed, I've improved, and she is happy about. She can tolerate with that one thing that is still negative. Young couples, that gentleman is not perfect. And he will never be perfect. Praise God. That lady is not perfect. She will never be perfect. But learn to tolerate and live with her. The things that she can change help her to change. The things that he can change help him to change. Those things that he may not be, you cannot change. Leave them to the Lord to change him. Praise the Lord. I'm getting excited. It's not a couple seminar. Sorry. Did I? Okay, number three was a good father leads his family. Okay, a good father teaches his children, number four, about God. As Abraham was instructed by God, he passed his teaching and practices on to his children. While it is clear in reading about the mistakes and misfortunes of Abraham's family descendants, Abraham fulfilled his father's his fatherly responsibility of passing on to the ways of the Lord to the next generation. He did it. We can learn this from Isaac. We can learn this from Jacob. We can learn this from Jacob's children. They have maintained and especially the Jewish custom. They will always be able to trace their inheritance to Abraham. Which means Abraham succeeded. He succeeded in teaching his children about God. Fathers, Again, it is your responsibility to teach the children about God. Yes, their mother will help. But the, the priest in that house is you. Again, Elder February. Praise the Lord. That's your assignment. Carol will help you. Yes. She will assist. But it is really not her responsibility. If you don't do your part and she does her part, still the Lord will blame you. And there are things that may never take shape until the father comes on board and does what is right. There is an anointing that is given to a father. Praise God. Yes, it is there. There is a way I will talk to my children. Florence will not. There is a way they will receive what I say and there's a way they receive what she says. Amen? So again, fathers, please understand your law. And wives, respect that law. There's an anointing upon them of a father. When they speak, they speak as a father. Amen? And they speak with love. They bring security and cover in that home. So even if you are as a lady. So things change that you are the, the most talkative. You are the one that is hard. The one that is seen. And the man is cool. Let him be cool. But cool. Carrying the anointing. Of a father in that home. Amen. Some very good te teachings. I'm, I'm enjoying. Amen. A good father. Number five and the last one. And then we'll let you go home. A good father is kind and noble. While Abraham showed evidence of human feebleness and self-serving behavior, he nevertheless was a man who proved to be kind, fair, and noble. If you, look at, if you go to the book of Genesis, 
when Abraham was dying, he actually blessed all his children and he gave inheritance to each one of them. You may not know that Abraham, after Sarah died, married. And he begat, I think, five more sons. The Bible records that he blessed them, but he, he, he gave each one inheritance. But of course it is to Isaac who became the heir as a scripture. But any other child that was born to him, he still blessed and released them. It's your responsibility as a father to be kind, to be fair to all your children. And this is, this is key. Please, let's be fair and kind to the children. He nevertheless was a man who proved to be kind, fair, and, and noble. He was generous in dividing love, even with his nephew, Lot. Abraham was not a greedy person. When times came and they had to separate with Lot, he told him, choose. Abraham was secure. What if Lot took everything? Abraham was still satisfied. If Lot says, I take the east, I take the west, I take the south, and I take the north. Abraham, I believe, would still have believed God to provide. He was fair. He was generous in dividing land with Lot. He put himself and his men on the line of danger in order to rescue Lot and his family. Remember when there was a war and Lot and his family were captured, Abraham went to rescue Lot. As a father, you have a responsibility to rescue your family from danger and provide security. When they were taken captive, he negotiated selflessly on Lot's behavior in the attempt to save Sodom from destruction. Remember that? Negotiating with God, yeah? So that his nephew can be saved. Aspiring traits for all fathers. Being a good father is a development skill. Praise God. It's a development skill. None of us, and I like what I mean, uh, Jogona, what Jogona said. None of us was born a father. We became fathers. And we are developing to be fathers. So again, if you are not a very good father, please, you are in the process. You are growing. You will become. You are not there yet, but you will become. Aspire. Develop. Learn skills. Attend couples seminar, like the one that we are inviting you. Amen? Join others. Those marriage enrichment groups. Belong to a group, especially in your age, of your age. So that you can be enriched, you can learn from others. Don't be a lone ledger. You cannot manage on your own. You need to know the struggles that I go through with Florence. You can only know if you open up or if you are willing to learn from us. And join us and join others and ask questions. But if you say, here I am the man, I am the head, I am the one who says yes. But what about when the head makes a mistake? Haven't you ever lost direction, Paul? One time you're driving and you turn this way and you think you're supposed to be going this way and you discover you are lost. That's the head that is leading you, isn't it? The head has, is following this direction. Everybody else is following the head. Until you realize you are lost and you turn. Or you ask direction, isn't it? Let's learn to ask Let's learn to consort with others that are more superior than us in this thing. Praise the Lord. Don't die. There are some of you that are dying with issues 
Because you don't share them. You say, I'm a man. You know? That a man dies alone. A man's tear never seen. Wabua. Praise God. I know where you come from. Men don't cry. They only cry in church. <laughs> when they are worshipping. But outside there, men don't. Don't cry. Yeah? But please, even if you are not going to cry, go to another man. Can I tell you the secret? Men crying when they are together. <laughs> they can cry. They do. When they start shelling and realize, is this what you are going through? They start crying. Yeah, but they help each other. So please, consort, talk, discuss your issues. Don't wait until things are so bad. Because that's what we do. That's a mistake we make. Please allow me to emphasize here. That's a, this is the mistake we make. Issues start coming up. But we do not discuss them. We do not share. We do not seek help. That matters concerning home. You know? They are not supposed to be shared just with anybody outside there. Keep quiet. Hmm? They are those, those sayings are good, yes. But they are also misleading. Because there are many homes that are hurting. As I speak, I'm a pastor, I know. I do counseling. People come to me to pray to me for prayers. They discuss things with me. I know as we sit here. Some of you that are looking well, okay. Now we are seated together. We came driving. You know, when coming to church, everything is okay. But Goja tu afike hiyo nyumbani. Nobody talks. Please. Please, 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 please. Don't allow it to get to that level. Discuss Ali. Someone waited for seven years. By the time they discussed their issue, the marriage could not be sorted out. And then we are asking this lady, because she said, this has been going on for the last seven years. We asked, why did you keep quiet? Why didn't you talk about it? With the hope that he will change? Or rather, not only with the hope he will change, shame. Hmm? What will people say about us? Hmm? So we fear what will pe people say more than how people would help us to sort out these things. Let's be careful. May the Lord help us. Five things. I said being a good father is a, de is a developed skill. It takes work and comes with growth and maturity. Of course, this good father model, that's Abraham, is grounded in a faith and belief in God. You cannot succeed outside God. You have to apply faith and believe in God to solve any problem. Without God, fathering is merely behavioral and subjective to the cares and whims of man. Father Abraham lays down a humble example from which all of us can learn. May the Lord help us. May we learn from Father Abraham. May we learn from our fathers that are there ahead of us. May we base our marriages. May the foundations be the scripture. Amen? May the Lord help you. I believe God has spoken to us today. Amen? Father in heaven, we want to thank you because you are our Father who loved us 
even before we were called fathers. Without you, we would not be fathers, for you fathered us. And you have also cared for us. You have forgiven us our sins, our iniquities, and our transgressions. You have raised us together with your son, Jesus. You have seated us together with him. We thank you for that, and we honor you. Receive glory, receive honor from us. We pray that you would help us to become good fathers, loving fathers, O oh God, so that others can see your love in us and desire you, O oh Lord. We pray for those families that may be going through some struggles, O oh God. We ask that you would come through and bring healing to those families. Lord, we pray that you help each one of us. As Abraham believed in you, and it was credited to him as righteousness, may we also, Lord, learn to believe in you, and to have faith in your word, and to trust that you are able to help us do all things, including the difficulty ones, O oh Lord. I pray that you come through for us, and bless each one of us today. Remember our children, O oh God. There are those of our children that, Lord, are somehow not working right with you. We have invested in them. We have done our best, O oh God. Father, you are the only one that can be able to arrest them and bring them back to yourself and bring them back to the family fold. Lord, arrest our children. Remember the investment, the prayers we have made, O oh God. We have dedicated them. We brought them to your house. We have taught them to fear you, O oh God. But some of them have chosen the wrong ways. We pray for them in the name of Jesus. The Lord, you will bring them home back to the fold. It's our prayer that none of our children will get lost. You will bring them back home. We have that faith. We have that confidence that you are able to do it. For we pray this in Jesus' mighty and holy name. Amen. God bless you. Thank you for taking time to listen to, to me today. I believe the Lord has ministered to you.